International. Here we are at episode 103 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for fucking idiots. Uh, my name is Benjamin C. Cholak, uh, Il Duce di uh, Mamma Mia Philosophia, <laughs> Benjamin C. Cholak, and sitting across from me uh, is my, uh, uh, my pupil. Yes. Yeah, my acolyte. Your defeated co-host. My disciple. <laughs> disciple? Yeah. Uh, Patrick John Dean, how the fuck are you? Good, bitch. How the hell are you? I'm doing good. It's been a while. I was, uh, <laughs> was out of town. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just left. Yeah, I was in uh, hot York City, uh, where they sell hot Yorks. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you want a nice hot York, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go to the city. Best hot York in the city. I've been saying um, that for years now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, did you miss me? No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, not for a moment. Um, there wasn't a single second of last week that made me miss Ben <laughs> I also because like I knew that I, <laughs> I I knew that I wouldn't be there for the weekend, and I think we kind of talked about doing a Patreon, but we kind of didn't discuss it. We didn't plan it at all. We didn't. It, it didn't even come up. And then um and then yeah and then uh, over the weekend I saw just like one pop up with John Rabin and I was like okay good. <laughs> yeah, we said you died. Yeah, this is the second time I've died. We said that you died, and yeah. your spirit was going to be the uh, new co-host. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this time, wait. Oh, yeah, this time I, what? Last time I got run over by a train, and this time I got you thrown were, from you, a... You were thrown from a roller coaster <laughs> and died on impact. God. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't go to Coney Island. What a raw this thing to have happen. I mean, that would be... That that's probably the, one of the most hilarious freak accidents to happen to somebody. I feel like an amusement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like an amusement park accident. If you died in, <laughs> in an amusement park, that's that sucks. Well, I remember that's uh, an you, awkward funeral. <laughs> many years ago, I might. Uh, you know what? I might have even been in Ocean City, uh, Maryland, with my mm-hmm. family. Well, no, I think we. Normally, it doesn't matter. But we fucking were at the the beach somewhere, <laughs> and uh, we went to this amusement park, and like I I was reading. I really loved reading. Uh, like horror books for kids mm-hmm. when I was younger. So like it was goosebump? goosebumps. I said goosebumps. Geesebumps. Yeah. Well, uh, no, well, <laughs> I'm no, not from this country. Not yeah. geesebumps. But again, Ben is was not born in this country, <laughs> and uh, sometimes the the culture confuses him uh, to this day. Like sometimes the other day, me and Ben were hanging out. We went to the mall, and we saw this um, this woman wearing pants. And Ben uh-huh. was like, "Why is that woman wearing pants?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and he goes like, "Why would her husband let her do that?" And I was like, "Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Is that what am I like Saudi now or something?" Yeah. <laughs> okay. Saudi Ben. I thought you were gonna say I was gonna mispronounce the word pants. It's like, look, that woman's wearing pants. No, but that then was like, "Where's her dress? Where's her ankle length dress?" <laughs> and I said, "I don't know. I'm not actually sure." And and it sparked, you know, it actually uh, sparked I mean, a healthy debate between us amongst. Uh, you know, the uh, women and uh, their uh, And fashion. knowing their place? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the subtext. Would it kill them to have a little modesty, you know? 
hey, ladies, <laughs> have some modesty, right? Fellas, back me up here. It is funny, though, that, like, uh, <laughs> there's all those situations where, like, you see, like, couples out on dates and, like, the guys just dress like shit. Just, like, absolutely. Oh, shit. always, yeah. Like, cargo shorts. Like, she's, like, dressed up pretty nice. Yeah. You know, like, a nice dress and, like, did her makeup. And it's, like, the guy is, like, he can't do, he can't put a little bit of effort. No, it's just <laughs> a guy with, like, jean shorts. <laughs> yeah, put on full pants. <laughs> Stop wearing shorts on dates. <laughs> hey, yeah, men, if you're on a date, cover your calves, for God's sake. <laughs> All right? I don't, I don't want to see your fucking meaty thighs. Yeah. You know, fellas? Well, I never wear shorts. I can't. You don't wear shorts, ever. No, I don't. Well, I have the opposite of meaty thighs. I have twig chicken sure. calves. Yeah. Yeah. Ben actually, he actually uh, swims wearing tuxedo pants. It's a weird. It's a very weird thing. Yeah. I, sh- I yeah. <laughs> I shower in cargo in cargo pants. Ben is yeah. He you've heard of never nude. Ben is a never short. <laughs> yeah. Never sure. wears shorts. <laughs> and like like Ben will go to like the beach and just wear like black skin tight jeans and people are like. Like, hey, you okay? Like, Ben will get so defensive. Yeah, and then they're like, you look amazing, by the way. And I'm like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you look insane, yeah. but amazing. Um, Keep your thighs to yourself, fellas. Well, uh, my shorted friend. Yes. Um, my shorted friend. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing mesh shorts. Yeah, you are a, a fan of mesh shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Never in public, but uh, around my house, I'm known to lounge a little bit in some... Yeah, you are known to lounge. I'm a lounger. You, if if we weren't recording this podcast right now, which is essentially forcing you to sit up, you you get horizontal immediately. I as soon as I, you see a couch. If I could record this podcast laying on my back, staring straight <laughs> up at the ceiling, nothing would make me happier. Why don't you? You have that fucking um, microphone that you can hold. I know it seems a little disrespectful <laughs> to just have a, to just like if you were just sitting there and I was lying on the couch, not even looking at you, like staring directly up and not even like talking. To well, you. actually, I don't know. That would make that would kind of make it feel like a therapy session. Yeah, I'd probably like fall asleep. Well, then, yeah, that would be a little disrespectful. Well, you know. Um. Well, look. Uh, what? Today, I'm going to teach you some fucking respect. Okay. And then also philosophy. Well, I can't wait to learn respect, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> You will, God damn it! You will respect me, Papa. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So today, uh, we're getting back to our roots. Okay. I um. I saw a <laughs> little. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means exactly. I think it just means we're going to talk about fucking Marxists again. Oh, like yeah. they were rejoining the Catholic Church. Um. Oh, that too. Oh, okay. I mean, this is a Catholic podcast. Yes, we're yeah. sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. Yeah. Um. Again, for zero. Money. Yeah, for zero I, money. Uh, this this racist. I keep fucking <laughs> organization. Up. Again, we've talked about this. I keep screwing up the uh, the sponsorships where I keep yeah. taking sponsorships from you know morally questionable groups. Yeah, morally and, corrupt. In fact, not getting any money from them. That fucking group, the Knights of Columbus, hate the fact that people hate Columbus Day. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. really want to bring that back. Well, there was that really. There was that episode of Sopranos where they're like pissed off that people are mad about Columbus. And yeah, it's like how, how could like, you possibly care? I don't know why they want to rep that so hard. Like he was a fucking idiot. Yeah, he was I just mean, a moron. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> he was the worst. He was an evil moron. Yeah, he went to the wrong place. Yeah. Um. Oh well, speaking of fucking Italians. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's who we're talking about today. Nice. Yeah. The, the, the Italians, just in general? Yeah, we're just talking about the Italian. The philosophy of the Italians. Sure. <laughs> it's really just a recipe book. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, no, we're talking about um, a, uh, a diminutive fuck, uh, but very, very important uh, Marxist philosopher. 
Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, ben he, Sholock. Ben Sholock. Okay, so here's what's weird. This guy, uh, his name is Antonio Gramsci, okay? <laughs> okay. And he looks exactly like me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So he, he was my fucking profile picture for a while. What's his on name? On Facebook. His name is Antonio Gramsci. S-C-I. All right, let's see. Let's look up this guy. Yeah. I had him as my Facebook profile picture for like a, maybe a year. Oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah I, this guy looks just like you. I remember when you had that up there. Yeah. <coughs> this guy's Italian? Oh, yeah. Why? Does he not look Italian? Yeah, he looks like a you. That's true. He does look like a me. Well, so here's this, here's the thing. So he was, um, he was Italian, um, but was born in Sardinia, which is like one of those weird places where it's like they're kind of Italian. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not only that. It's like, it's like Alabama to America. It's like, yeah, you're kind of American. I guess. I would say that's more like a Alaska. Sure. Yeah. Well, no, Alaska's a U.S. state. Well, we so is Alabama. We stand proudly with the great state of Alaska here on the I Learn Nothing podcast. You're not allowed to talk smack about Alaska on this podcast. That's like the one thing that's off limits. Okay, so this is... <laughs> so there's a new arbitrary rule yeah. on the podcast. Don't talk shit about Alaska. <laughs> All right. We st- <laughs> ben, we stand and we stan Alaska. <laughs> I stand the fuck out of that state, dude. Um, okay, man. It's it's a fine state, I suppose. We should go. Yeah, we should. We should do a special podcast for all two of our listeners out there. Yeah, I wonder if we have any listeners hey, in Alaska. If, yeah, any listeners out there who are in, in Alaska or from Alaska. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Reach out. Tell Just, us how, uh, tell us your strength. Yeah, tell us your tell us your strength, your biggest strength, how you found out about the uh, this podcast and what is your favorite part about living in Alaska? Yeah, and also why are you living in Alaska? And also, what is your least favorite part? So you actually have to have like seven questions you have to answer. Yeah, so actually just send us a, a paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> explaining you. Yeah, explaining, <laughs> justifying your presence in Alaska. Sum yourself up in one paragraph. Yeah, 500 words or less. And send it along with a check to uh, Cuck Nation Studios, Austin, Texas, 78722. <laughs> we can't actually do that because that's not a fucking... That's not an entity that's been legally formed. Cuck Nation? But yeah, no. I don't think we can catch that. <laughs> no, I don't think we can. But last night I was at the, the Cherrywood Coffee open mic, and I tried to get the hosts on stage. I tried to get them to change the name of the of the, uh, of the the open mic to uh, Trump Nation. Trump Nation open mic. <laughs> Trump up? Nation with Emilio and Hunter. And they said no. Oh, Emilio? Yeah. Oh, Harrison, Harrison got bumped? No, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to keep track with all the, the drama at Cherrywood Coffee House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that fucking open mic has changed hands more than, I think, any other open mic. Absolutely. That mic yeah. has been around the entire, I mean, forever. The entire time we've been doing it. I think forever. I don't think there's ever been a moment in <laughs> Human our history. nation's history <laughs> where Cherrywood Coffee House wasn't having an open mic. Yeah, that, that open mic, that comedy open mic saw the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> Two world wars. <laughs> yep. And uh, the very first episode of I Learn Nothing. Yep. So we, we thank we thank everyone at Cherrywood Coffee <laughs> for continuing to let us do the mic. I don't know why. <laughs> why do they let us do that? I like, have no you idea. Know, so here's the deal. It's, it's so, so disruptive to the people who Okay. So Cherrywood Coffee is this coffee house, obviously, but like it has this little side room that we do an, a mic in. During... Which it used to be its own room with a closed door. So like it wouldn't. Well, it didn't have a closed door, but it had, it had a, a, like a, like a wall. Right? No, it was its own room for a second. Oh, it had a door? Yeah, it had a door. Why did they change that? I have no idea. I mean, like, so people could go in there to, like, 
fucking watch the open mic and and the rest of the coffee shop wouldn't hear <laughs> this like garbage surprise comedy. Let's say that it's amateur like comedy Tuesday, okay? And you're like, man, I really gotta get some work done. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. This place is open to graduate, late. You know, I have to graduate. This place is open late. I'm gonna go there, drink some coffee, get as much work done as I can. Yeah. Then you sit down and you're like, ah, okay. And then like two seconds into it, there's someone into a microphone is like, so my penis. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? What? My dad hates it when I'm on my period. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. Okay. So it's free go. bleeding onto a man's <laughs> mouth, and it's like, what? How is this a joke? <laughs> yeah, I was jacking off all oh, my balls. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is terrible. The therapist says I suck. Yeah, I mean, that's a, <laughs> so like people can hear you. Like, it's not like we're in the, a, a side room where it's like contained. It's just open. You well, that's can the thing. It. it was, and then they tore that wall. They down. tore the wall down. I don't know why. No reason. Uh, but now, during the warmer months, uh, they have us go outside. Which okay, is yeah. Somehow even worse, but yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so anyway. So there's some local... There's some incredibly local stuff for you. Yeah, there's some incredibly local stuff for you. Well, we're if an incredibly you, local podcast. If you, it, We're incredibly local. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to support the Trump Nation open mic, that we've decided that that's what it's called now. Oh, that's right, yeah, that's Trump Nation open Trump mic. Trump Nation. That should help, that should help it out. That'll I help think. it out, yeah. yeah. Especially when they show up and fucking, they see oh old blonde-ass Hunter hosting the, <laughs> the open mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Abercrombie model for our sweet Aryan angel, fucking uh, <laughs> Hunter Duncan. Um, okay, so speaking of Aryans, this guy was not. Okay. Um, although <laughs> was they could have been allied with him, but um, <laughs> okay. So here's the thing: this guy actually kind of led a pretty interesting life and uh, died in a horrible way. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, he died horribly. He was basically kinda, he was kind of murdered. Um, Whoa. Yeah, he was kind of murdered and tortured. Uh, okay, so the facts, the bio. Let's let's go through this guy. Okay, so this guy was born in uh, on January twenty second, eighteen ninety one, nice. in, in Sardinia, which is uh, the uh, Alabama of Italy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I would say Sicily is more the Alabama of Italy. Yeah, it was a pretty poor. Uh, yeah, Sardinia. Yeah. I think is. I would say. I would say Sardinia. Oh, here we go. Sardinia. Is the Florida of Italy? Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um. So anyway, this fucking Italian Floridian, uh, born in Sardinia in 1891. Uh, he was hey, born. Hey, I'm retiring over here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up with all these gators? Oh. Oh, that's a nice oh. set of teeth you got there. Oh, when I hear early bird special, I think 4.30 in the afternoon. What is this 5 o'clock bullshit? Oh, oh. Maron. Hey, that's a nice skin you got there. It'd be a shame if someone turned a bag into it. I talk to my son every day. Okay. <laughs> is that a Floridian thing? That's the Italian thing, dude. Oh, okay. Well, They love sons. The mothers love sons. Yeah, I think that... The the two cultures that seem to enjoy sons the most, <laughs> I think, are without a doubt sun enthusiasm. The Italians, uh, the Chinese. Okay, yeah. And hmm. well, most Asian cultures, I would say. Maybe. Um, yeah. The, 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 well, the, no, Hispanics and Brazilians and shit. Anything with kind of a Latin flavor. Any culture with like a Latin flavor. So Brazilians, Hispanics, Italians, the Spaniards. I think every culture. <laughs> I think it seems that every culture prefers sons. That's actually probably true. Yeah. Well, actually, no, no that, that okay. 
We can't get into this fucking ethnographic speculation. I tried to trick Ben into agreeing <laughs> with my asinine statement. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay. So asinine statements aside, uh, this guy was loved by his uh, mother. His dad, though, was in prison for a while while he was a young kid for embezzlement. Um, Jeez. <laughs> um, and um, <clears throat> he also suffered his entire life uh, from basically like a weird like spinal cord issue so he he was never taller he never got taller than five foot uh oh buddy yeah so it was it's a little rough he was a little, he was a little short guy god <laughs> but but with with big dreams okay oh yeah yeah big ass dreams. i bet he got his ass kicked all the time he probably did and then he got his ass kicked until until the day he died basically um but that's also more because he was a fucking communist. Oh, so so what you're saying <laughs> is that he deserved it. No, I don't think so. Huh. Um, this guy, uh, okay, so here's here's his story. Basically. Lay it on me, daddy. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, father. Uh, again, he was one of those, <laughs> calling me father. I feel like a priest. Your father, Ben. Um, yeah, father, Ben. Father, Ben, and cool Pat. <laughs> Sister, Pat. Ben the friend. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, so he he grows up without a dad because his dad's in fucking jail. Um, again, already, like, still or- in organized crime. Basically, everyone's dad was in organized crime yeah. back in Italy. <laughs> um, so this guy, uh, he, was al- he was always a very smart kid. And also because he kind of had this, like, sort of a physical deformity where he wasn't, he, he didn't, like, he couldn't walk super well and, like, uh, just couldn't, like, play the the sports you know yeah um, sports ball yeah he couldn't play he definitely was probably one of those people hey um <laughs> I don't like I love sports ball take that <laughs> I showed you yeah uh, you know I I like more important things like uh like class warfare yeah I love <laughs> rulers well no he doesn't like rulers and you'll see why in a sec so uh first first things first he goes to he grows up he's pretty smart he goes to um University of Turin, uh, where he kind of gets involved with like trade unions and the where Turin. Where what the H is that? It's a it's a major city in Italy. Where it's in northern Italy. <laughs> it's oh. not a it's not one of the like like sexy tourist destinations in Italy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of like the Shroud of Turin? That's in that? Italy. Yeah, Turin. Fuck! I I always assumed where did you sh- hold on? Where did you I, think it I was? I always assumed the shroud of like. Well, I always heard it was the shroud of Torin. Is the way I always heard it. But okay. I always thought that it was in like the Middle East. I mean, that's where it allegedly came from, since it, you know, with Christ. It, yeah, it wrapped Christ's dying body. Right, the Christ child. Yeah. Well, no, not the not the Christ man. He's to me, he's always the Christ child. <laughs> so hold on. So th- that's crazy. I thought they found it in the Middle East. I, I mean, I'm sure they found Middle it in the Middle East, but I'm sure that's in Italy and not. The it's Middle called East. the Shroud of Turin, man. I don't know. I don't know the entire history of this thing. I just know what it's called. But you're, and it's in Turin right now. And you're saying that Turin <laughs> is, in fact, an Italian city. It's an Italian city. Mm, I don't know, man. Okay. okay do, do you want to look it up? You have your computer right in front I, of you. I mean, I would, but you know, <laughs> you literally I, looked something else up earlier. I know, but you I, looked I up found this guy's it, face. I found it distracting. So, uh, out of respect sucker. to you, Ben. I'm going to not look that up. It sucked my cock shaft. Cock shaft? Oh. <laughs> the worst. Um, okay, so... So he's in the Middle East. And he's not in the Middle next? East. He's in fucking northern Italy. All right, and this is actually kind of important because... Basically the, the, the Middle East of Europe. No, no, not really. No, not at all. I mean, like, how how do you even draw that... Com- like, what would how would you draw that comparison? <laughs> 
like if this was like if this was like an actual class and I was an actual professor yeah. at Princeton University. Um celebrating two hundred years of live uncensored <laughs> education. education. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wait, was it seventeen forty six? So yeah, it's almost uh, coming up to three hundred years. Wow. Yeah. What are you gonna do for the three hundred year anniversary? Um, I'm just gonna blow it up. Wow. Just <laughs> gonna get rid of it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm just making a terroristic threat. I mean, let's against, think. <laughs> against you, my you alma could mater. Easily be alive. Yeah, I mean, I probably could be with forty six. What's what's today? It's like twenty seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So in 27 years, I'm going to blow up Princeton University. <laughs> You'll be a six-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I picture you The looking, oldest terrorist in the world. <laughs> I picture you looking and dressing exactly the same way as you do, except your hair is like... Just white? White. I mean, I cannot fucking wait for my hair to turn white. I'm going to look so fucking cool. Yeah? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe you just start dyeing your hair. No, no, no. I'm going to let it happen naturally. Because I also want to get... Th- I, 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 I'm I'm also looking forward to the salt and pepper phase. Really? Yeah. Salt and pepper Ben. Salt and pepper Ben. <laughs> that'll be my new Twitter name. Well, maybe, that, maybe that'll maybe that be our like our, our morning radio team. <laughs> salt salt and, pepper, and pepper in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm salt, you're pepper. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I should be salt. No way, I'm salt. No, I'm salty. I, first of all, I guarantee you I use more salt than you do. And second of all, pepper. Well, you have to stop. <laughs> pepper, you know, like you oh, know, I guess I'm spicy. You're a spicy yeah. pepper. You're I'm a spicy, a spicy boy. boy. Yeah, you're a spicy, spicy boy. <laughs> I'm a pepper boy. A, spi- a, a spice boy is the. Uh, they're like the proud boys' biggest enemy. Okay, cool. The yeah, spice boys. The spice boys. Can you imagine <laughs> like it's being like the dirtbag left? Kind of the dirtbag left. They're a yeah. faction of the of the dirtbag left. The dirtbag left. Yeah. <laughs> the future. Yeah, that's the future that Ben wants for America. Yeah. Um. Well, so okay, so this guy Antonio Gramsci was a member of the like non dirtbag left, the, the the left that actually tried to get off their ass and do something. The straight edge of, left. Yeah, instead of just podcasting the entire time. Uh, um, well, hmm. <laughs> um, I think that we're doing our part. I guess. So, do you consider us part of the dirtbag left? <laughs> I consider us part of the solution. Okay. To what? You know. <laughs> What? I don't know. The I don't big know. problems. <laughs> what problems? The problems in society, Ben. Okay, so all the problems with society. Yes. We're okay. involved in, in in the movement, and what we're doing is we provide solutions, Ben. <laughs> okay. So. You sound, you sound like, a, like a consultation and management firm. Well. <laughs> we provide solutions for a fucking. Yeah. All right. Look, <laughs> if if you're sitting around and you're going, how do I fix society? I'll tell you what, friend. You tune in to the I Learn Nothing podcast and we'll tell you what to do. Okay. Well, so what's the solution? The solution, Ben, is uh, to give us $5 a month <laughs> to okay. join our Patreon, folks. We have... Uh, now, here's the deal. I have to admit, this is a fantastic solution. $5 a month gets you at least four bonus episodes a month. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Once a week or two a week if we're idiots and we don't... Yeah. Schedule things correctly. And also, I think it works out to four point something episodes per like month. Like 4.3? Something like that. Ooh, I mean, cause, baby. Yeah, because there's sometimes there's a little, there's a few more, there's Ooh, whatever. Mom, you like. <laughs> I did the math one time, and there is like, f- there's like four point something weeks per month on average. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So one episode a week gets you four point something <laughs> episodes yeah. per month. I mean, you know, so it's five bucks a month. However, if you do give us 10 bucks a month, we've decided that so we will tell you. 
Not only do you get these <laughs> bonus episodes where instead of Ben teaching me about philosophy, I teach Ben about whatever. Uh, but we also, if you give us $10 a month, we will tell you who, in fact, did the horrendous, disgusting attacks of 9-11. We yeah. will tell you who actually, because a lot of people think it was like Osama and all those guys. And I won't say that they didn't have that I mean, I would involved. say they were more pawns than anything else. Yeah, they were all, it's only a pawn in their game. Yeah. Well, yeah. so we will tell you the mastermind if you uh, up your contribution to $10 a month. And actually, so I'm proud to announce that... Uh, uh, Patreon subscriber Christian Pauly, who uh, uh, updated their uh, contribution to fifteen dollars a month. Whoa! They guess what? You get to know the truth. You get to know who did nine eleven. <laughs> Congratulations, Christian! You're now a truther. Christian, you're an official. <laughs> I learn nothing truther. Uh, what, else, what what other secret can we tell them? Do you think we'll tell them the secret behind nine eleven? Yeah, you should get an extra secret. You should for get five, a, for an extra other, secret. Yeah. Um, um, I will tell you. Hmm. When he's gonna die? <laughs> oh no! I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth about PizzaGate. Oh yeah, that's right. You know the secret actually, about PizzaGate. That's not even a joke. <laughs> do you know who killed Jeffrey Epstein? No, but I do. I do know. Okay, I don't know everything about PizzaGate, but what I know, Ben, is that <laughs> I know some people who know some people in mm-hmm. D.C., the District of Columbia. Yeah. Duck Capital. Duck Capital, <laughs> and they know a little bit about. Yeah, this whole PizzaGate that's sorted affair. So, Christian, if you want to know, and keep in mind that if I do tell you, you know the truth. Like, like you know, every day I wake up, and I'm my head's on a swivel looking out for. It's crazy because I don't even know the truth for the pizza soldiers to come after me. So yeah, the pizza. So just so you know, if you do, and I haven't told Ben yet because if you know Ben is in in enough danger as is the pizza platoon. Yeah, the pizza platoon. (laughs) And you'll you'll have to call the uh, chief of pizza police, John Slice, and he'll show up. And help you out. So go ahead and and do that. We also, I also, I don't know why we did this, but I threatened that if we get sixty podcast subscribers, I'll record a three song Death Cab tribute EP. Yeah, EP. <laughs> We're at fifty two. So we need like eight more of you guys. I'll get Mike Weeby from the Remote Gamblers to back me up, and I will play Death Cab songs. And actually, you know what? To sweeten the deal too, uh, we do have a two dollar tier. You don't get you don't get access to the bonus episodes. But if eight of you want to chip in oh, two bucks yeah. to get that number up to 60, then you'll get the album. <laughs> we'll get the album. Or Wait. the EP. Yeah. Is, is the name of the EP? Uh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd have to think about it, actually. What I'd call, oh, you know what I'd call it? I'd call it, this is the new year, dot, 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 a tribute to Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> okay. God damn it, bad. <laughs> Me, Mike Wiebe, I haven't asked him yet. And um, I don't know, somebody else. What, you on bass, him on guitar? No, I'll play or? guitar. Maybe I'll just have him do backup vocals or something. Okay. So you need a drummer? No, there'll be no drummer. Okay. Then fine. I don't know. I don't know what you, what else you need. Yeah, Ben, look. leave. <laughs> you leave the death cab to me. Okay. I leave the knowledge to you. You leave the death cab to me. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, that's I, I will, <laughs> I'm more than willing to agree to that. That's totally fine. You can take care of all of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what about this slippery Sardinian? This Sardinia, I'm ju- I think I just realized just now that, so do sardines come from Sardinia? Is that why they're called sardines? You sound so much like me right now. I know, I sound really dumb, but I just put that together literally just now. I mean, I kind of <laughs> doubt it, but. it's That's most of the letters in common. I mean, like, that's a that would be a huge co- coincidence. Okay, 
You look it up. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this guy because I'm going to be obsessed oh, on that wow. for a while. The term sardine was first used in English around the early 15th century and may come from the Mediterranean island of Sardinia, around which sardines were once abundant. Okay. Man, I thought you were a big, dumb idiot, but it turns out that you're a big, smart genius with a humongous <laughs> uh, dick. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I think I should have put that together earlier. The phrase "packed like sardines" is recorded from 1911. Okay, it's <laughs> a fun fact. There you go. The phrase "packed up like sardines" appears in the Mirror of Literature, comma amusement, comma and instruction from 1841. Okay, all right. <laughs> so that's and that is a translation bad. of "en classe como de sardines," which appears in La Femme, La Mary, La et, et Lamont from 1829. <laughs> okay, okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's that's fucking eye-opening, dude. <laughs> so, so, sardines. Yeah, sardines. So this guy, <laughs> this sardine, sardine chomping fool. Oh, he, uh, he. I bet this guy just had tins of sardines, and he would fucking just stick them up his. Yeah, sure. Butthole. He'd stick them up his butthole. That's how he consumes fish. That's how you consume fish in Italy. You stick it up your ass. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Um, yeah, right, fucking up your guats. Uh, um, so, okay, so this guy goes to the University of Turin where he starts studying linguistics, but uh, he's also in uh, this region, basically, that's, like, very rapidly industrializing uh, in, like, the early, the early, like, 1900s, basically. Nice. Um, and so Italy um, <clears throat> was kind of late in the whole capitalism game. Um, well, that's not totally true. They were actually really early uh during the renaissance by kind of almost inventing banking um and then they just kind of didn't do shit for a while <laughs> um they just like went to church and you know had mistresses and uh made their moms do their laundry and then uh for like 400 years and then finally uh i guess around like the the 1800s when they saw basically every single other country in europe being like hey we've got global empires now they're like oh we kind of want in um Maybe we should, I don't know, uh, unify. Because <laughs> they weren't fucking unified as a country until like 1860. Yeah, it, the it, 1860s. it is wild. The history. Like, I did not know that about uh, Italia. Yeah, Italy. As, as they call it, for, mm -hmm. for a long time. That they just were just a bunch of just fucking weirdos hanging out. And then one, like, you know, two weeks ago, they were like, let's become a the country. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I want to. Like, let's come together. I can't believe that they're just like, we, we, like, if we combine together, we look like this awesome boot. Like, why wouldn't we not just take advantage of this crazy geogra geological, you know, abnormality? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's a good look. But, uh, so anyway, they you fucking... amazed that people back then just, like, they had maps and stuff like that yeah. that were, like, accurate? Yeah, I mean, that is pretty incredible. Like, the fact that before we went into outer space... Some people say that we didn't, but I, I think we did. <laughs> and then you go into outer space and you see, like... Oh yeah, those maps are like pretty dead on. Like it's crazy that that we could. How do they do that? Do you think? I don't know. I have no idea. That I always have have thought about that. I mean, like I know that there there obviously was a way that they did it. I don't know how. Because I would like, just guess. Math. And I would be off by a lot. Yeah, I mean, they, like math and surveying techniques and like Let navigation. You Can you draw a map of the United States from memory? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's pretty easy. I don't think I can do it. What's well, a? It's a big fucking thing, and there's. I mean, like. It's I don't not think I can do it, even if I was looking at a picture of it. Well, that so so you're blind. So you're well, telling no, me you're blind. My art skills, <laughs> lay. They, you know, they have. They lead a lot to be desired. Okay, but you can't sketch. 
a like a like a trace like a very general abstract shape that is reminiscent of the United States. I don't think so. Really? No. Okay. We're gonna after after we're done recording, you're gonna draw one, and I'm gonna post a picture of it. Well, I'll just do it right now as you're talking. Okay. Do it while I'm talking. All right. I'm so find a piece of paper. Right back. <laughs> Here, I'll I'll, I'll re- be right back, friends. Well, I got I got one for you. Oh, nice. Here. So this guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do it like one on each side. Um, do you need a pen? You want something hard to write on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like you're talking you're not into the microphone right now. <laughs> this is the free one, remember? Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, the one that you don't give a shit about. The bad one. <laughs> the one that we don't care about. Um, I mean, I care very deeply about it, but that's all right. All right. I, um, so this guy you fooled me. Um, I, I, I always get stalled on like one part. <laughs> for like 15 minutes <laughs> okay let me get let me get to the next part and then we can meander some more okay all right so uh he goes to the university of turin in in turin and in northern italy in general it's rapidly industrializing and uh southern italy which is basically just like poverty stricken um for some reason the south of every country is always like backwards compared to the yeah north. why do you think that is i have no idea but but anyway so in southern italy they were basically just like you know the latest like technology that came out was literally pasta and I, <laughs> <laughs> like i think spaghetti spaghetti and, and like red sauce are are not even things that they came up with too it's like one came from china and then the other came from fucking mexico Don't tell them that uh, yeah i know um, Man, this is real this 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 what? map of the united states that i'm drawing is treasonous okay <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, yeah, it's like part of the Sedition Act. <laughs> yeah, you have to be able to. Ice, I, ICE is gonna come and arrest you. <laughs> They're like, "Who's the immigrant?" I'm like, "Look at the map you drew." You <laughs> didn't even know how we got no, here. No map. Um, no ICE. Come on. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, industrial north, backwards. Uh, um, you know, almost feudal south. Okay. Yeah. So this guy, uh, the. What's happening basically is like all these factories are employing people from the south because, uh, you know, everyone in the south needs jobs. There's like it, it's just not worth it to farm. Uh, their education is fucking nuts. Here's a crazy thing that I read about Italy around this time, which what? is really fucking sad. Um, so in the south of Italy and in, in the south of Italy in general, but also in like in certain provinces in Italy uh, around like the, this like period of early 1900s. Uh, their illiteracy statistics are not good. <laughs> um, every one one thing that I said in, in one one thing that I read was in one uh, region. Um, I can't remember which region it was, but they said <laughs> anyone over the age of six had a seventy uh, percent chance of being illiterate. Jeez. So any people, so people over the age of six, <laughs> only like three in ten could read in this one region. Maron. And that was Maron, yeah, exactly. That was the worst one. Stugats. Yeah, and they couldn't even read the Stugats in the back of Tony's boat. Um, but, uh, okay, Pat's showing me the map. Oh, that's not that bad, but it's a little, it's pretty cartoony, though. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it still looks like the USA. <laughs> like you wrote, quote, the USA by Pat Dean. And then, and then in quotes, who loves you, baby? <laughs> but, like, I like how Texas is, like, like dangle or whatever that comes into Mexico. It is <laughs> looks like a fucking ball sack, dude. Well, <laughs> hey man. And then you kind of forgot um, uh, Michigan's mitten. 
But other than that, it's Michigan's fine. mitten. Who gives a shit? It's kind of a prominence feature. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I think so. And I don't look at the Midwest. Okay. Yeah. I mean, clearly yeah. not. <laughs> and I'm, no one else can if they look at this map. Yeah. Barely the West Coast, too. I mean, the West Coast is easy. I nailed Florida. Line. Yeah. Everyone nails Florida. It's the country's dick. Yeah. Okay. Here. Take this back. <laughs> um, okay. Well, oh, post. I forgot to draw Cuba. Cuba's not in the United States. I know, but it's near. Okay, so you're worried about drawing Cuba, and you left out two actual states. <laughs> you left out Hawaii and Alaska. Well, maybe Cuba. Remember how much you liked Alaska at the beginning of this episode? Oh, yeah, but I was drawing the continental United States. I know. All right, fine. All right, hold on. I'll add Hawaii and Alaska. One sec. Keep okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, basically, this guy was getting was getting heavily influenced by He saw what was going on in Turin. Uh he already had this like proclivity of being sympathetic to uh, the plight of the working class and poor people in general because it came from Sardinia, where all they did was just like farm and eat sardines, I guess. Um, <laughs> what? I fucked up Alaska so bad that I <laughs> grimaced. <laughs> and then here's Hawaii. Okay. Um, and so he... Uh, what was happening in the north of Italy, all these all these workers were coming up from... Southern Italy, and they were just getting extremely exploited. This makes no sense. This doesn't look like Alaska. It doesn't look like Alaska at all. And you drew just a, a just like a, a bunch of a clump, a clump of circles. Oh, that's Hawaii for Hawaii. I know, but it's not even Hawaii close. in in their in their it's native language. Their native language Hawaii means a bunch of circles. Okay, <laughs> this is. Astonishing, folks. Man, I, I remember I have to fucking post this. Hearing on the Opie and Anthony show many years ago, mm-hmm. they referred to it when you know when you're um, making love to a woman. Sure. And uh, what's that term? I've heard of it. Coitus interruptus. Oh yeah. They would call it what? Making. This is so gross. <laughs> they would call it uh, making a, a a map of Hawaii on someone. Oh, okay. It's so gross. Yeah, okay. I, I get it. Yes. Yeah, because it's semen. Yeah, because it's semen. I get it. Yeah. It's a, it's a cum shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my dad and I got a, kind of got in an argument because he keeps insisting that we shouldn't curse on this on this podcast. He's oh, like, really? It's a because re- he's tried to he's tried to like send it to like uh like friends of his. And Why coworkers. would he do that? I because he's proud of us. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but but he has sent it. Um, because it's a good concept. It's a good fucking podcast. Oh no, that's humiliating. What uh, what what, what do his friends say? They they say so. Granted, he he's only been sharing it with like older baby boomers, who we <laughs> consistently insult. Um, but but a lot of them have said it's a it's pretty interesting. But I couldn't really get past the cursing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, you know what, Mr. Cholock, I apologize. <laughs> I like to apologize to all your friends. <laughs> we don't do it on purpose. <laughs> Just happens. Yeah, I have Tourette syndrome, and you're being very, very insensitive. Yeah, it's, it's pretty ableist, Dad. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I ask out a girl and she says no, I'm like, well, that's kind of ableist. <laughs> People owe you a date because yeah. Why? Well, I, well, I call it ugliest. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's probably almost a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on Twitter, it certainly is already. You know, I, I read to, uh, never, what? No, it's just dumb. Never. All right, God, that's coitus. That's Pattis interruptus. When you're about to tell a story and then you fucking fail. Yeah. Um, because it's either because I realized it's an inappropriate story to tell, or it's just boring. Okay, fine. So anyway, so Antonio Gramsci, remember? Oh, this guy. Yeah. 
So he's in Turin. Uh, he invented the graham cracker, and he hated people who yeah, jacked the, off. Yeah, the graham cracker. Remember that guy? <laughs> Wait, who? What? The guy who created the, the graham cracker hated masturbation. Like, the idea Wait, of it what? annoyed him. Yeah, you, you never heard about this? There's an urban legend that the graham cracker was created, like... <laughs> As a thing, and if you if you felt the urge to to self copulate, masturbate, yeah, you would eat a graham cracker instead. But I don't think that's true. But it's a very well known fact that he was not into the idea of people jailing. Sorry, Ben. Okay, um, that's really crazy. You never heard that? No, I never heard about that. Wait, is it kind of like? I mean, I know that there was that kind of movement going on, like. The, like the guy, I don't know what his first well, name is. Well, he'd be an but anti-movement, if you think about it. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> but like uh, the Kellogg guy, I don't know his first name, but the guy who founded like Kellogg Cereal, uh, I think he was kind of like that too. Oh, really? He was like one of those people who was like... He was with these guys. Yeah, he was like he was a no-fap. He was like the first no-fapper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, in Turin, I have to get past this. Please stop interrupting me. Just let me get past this one part. <laughs> Because there's so much more. That's way more interesting and important. Uh, in northern Italy, uh, industry was fucking booming, but also the workers that were being siphoned up from uh, the south were just living in absolutely squalid conditions. It was They were being horrifically exploited. Um, and uh, basically because that happens, obviously people start reading Marx around there and they start organizing you see a lot of uh, the emergence of trade unions. There's a, a, a socialist party that uh, comes up in Italy <coughs> that Gramsci becomes a part of. And um, he eventually kind of just abandons his studies at the University of Turin and becomes kind of like a, a uh, like a full-time revolutionary. Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, slash journalist. So he's also, um, he's also like a really good writer. And so he starts writing articles for these like uh, these revolutionary magazines or socialist magazines. Um, about like the plight of the workers in Italy, and he kind of starts getting into Marxist theory. Okay, so what, if anything, do you remember about Marxist theory? <laughs> what I remember is that it's a lot of like, you know, let's not have, you know, no gods, no masters, kind of a thing, and a little we have sure. to control the means of production. Okay, yeah, that's important. The proletariat's hanging out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and another thing that's very important is the markets. Yeah. <laughs> that's close. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good start. Boom. Okay, so what... what I, should be, I should be teaching you. Yeah, sure. So who are the proletariat? The proletariat? Yeah. Um, They are... They're kind of like the barbacks. Okay. And who? so who are the bartenders? The fucking man, dude. The people trying to keep you down. Oh, you have to do all the work, but I'm only tipping you out 10%. Fuck okay, that. That's, that's not even that that accurate. It's, it's The bartenders and the bar backs are the proletariat. The bar mm. owner is the bourgeoisie. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, well, it is. That's what it is. God damn it. Um, so the, God damn God, it. Fuck, Pat. Pat, God damn it. <coughs> Listen to me, God damn it. So we got we to gotta do this thing. We got to switch terminology here because it sounds so obnoxious to keep saying the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. Um, oh, it's, that's, that's what keeps me from I know. any kind of interest in this. Okay, so, so let's, switch, let's switch to this, okay? Instead of that, let's call it uh, the working class and rich fucks, okay? Yes. All right, does that make it better? Of course. Okay, so the working class um, are being exploited, right? They are 
basically having to being forced to sell their way their labor for a wage they don't have any power or leverage because uh the rich fucks those sons of bitches the rich fucks the youth the bourgeoisie they own the means of production right they own capital uh which is basically just money they own this abstract concept that leverages the entire world and lets them do whatever they want right uh property money uh you know, the markets, fucking uh, the means of production, all this shit is wrapped up into what the bourgeoisie, the rich fucks control, okay? And they don't want to give up power, right? Because, like, why would you? Um, that would anyone. Yeah. Uh, but there's only, like, a few of them, and there are millions and millions and growing numbers of the working class, of barbacks. We'll just call them barbacks. The barbacks. Yeah, all of the barbacks of the world unite, Okay. <laughs> Or at least that's what <laughs> at least that's what Marx was trying to do. In the, in yeah, in the Barback Manifesto that he wrote <laughs> with uh, Friedrich Engels, um, uh, they basically say yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Barbacks of the world unite. You have nothing to lose but your tubs. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good, right? Um, okay, so the Barbacks of the world are starving <laughs> they're living in abject poverty sure uh they are living hand to mouth they have they they in no way can be guaranteed uh where their next meal is coming from whether they'll have a roof on their heads um and don't even talk about fucking health insurance uh you know owning property uh you know accumulating wealth of, of their own everything that they get as a wage they're spending immediately on food rent or fucking killing themselves with booze or drugs Right to to you know escape this awful <laughs> drudgery laden world, right? Sure. Um, so uh, Marx basically says you know there needs to be a revolution, and this this whole thing is just unsustainable, right? This the capitalist system is unsustainable. Eventually, th- these people are going to be so fucking just burnt out that going to be so horny. I mean, they're horny for justice. Yeah, they're horny for revolution. And they will eventually uh, overtake the rich fucks and seize the means of production and invent basically a new society, a communist society, where everyone kind of uh, has common ownership of the means of production. Rockin'. Uh, and in so doing, they can kind of pursue their own goals, all that shit, okay? So that's like basically like, in a nutshell, classic Marxist theory, all right? Classic. Classic. Classic phenomenal phenomenal Marxist Marxist theory theory. he wrote I mean this is kind of mostly laid out in Capital which is like uh, two books that are like this thick it was like about a foot Um, but I just did in about five minutes so I don't know that was pretty cool so (laughs) if only you were around back then yeah well so here's the thing there's a big problem with that because Marx is or a lot of people interpret Marx as saying that this is going to happen inevitably Uh, like no matter what this system is going to be unsustainable and through just these like mechanistic laws of history, the the barbacks will seize the means of production in a revolution and institute this new period of history. Hope they don't. Why? Because they have to take out the garbage. Because they have to take out the garbage. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Okay, well you you're gonna have to contribute. You can't I just tip them out. <laughs> okay, then you can finally you can kind of on your side, dude. Okay, you can figure that out after the revolution. But the first thing is you have to kill the bar owner. Oh, okay. Okay, so you and the barbacks can own the bar collectively. Okay, but this is not the point. The fact is, this didn't happen. Uh, and not only that, but <laughs> it happened in the wrong country. 
uh, according to these classic phenomenal Marxists. The, uh, most like Orthodox Marxists were really surprised at the time that Russia became communist, that the Bolsheviks took, took over. And the reason being that the capitalist like production system uh, wasn't developed yet. Like it wasn't as sophisticated as what you saw in like England or France or the United States. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> but somehow it still happened. And a lot of people were kind of freaked out about that. They were like, well, they skipped an entire fucking period. They skipped like 300 years basically. Um, and sounds like the American educational system. Uh, what? They skip under hundreds of years of history. How? What are you talking about? I don't know. They, you don't really <laughs> learn everything. <laughs> what do you mean 300 years? Because sometimes when you go in to history class or whatever, they'll just be like, all right, so here's what's up with like the Vietnam War or whatever. And you're like, well, what about the Sumerians? They're like, it's, you know, it's fine. But that's not American history. I we, know, but you can learn other history. Yeah, but then, world then history. that's in a world history I'm at the American educational system. But I'm making <laughs> points. I'm a political comic You're now. not making any sense. No, I'm a political comic. <laughs> this is baffling. I'm just but, saying. <laughs> no, the American education system, yes, is, is riddled with problems. In shambles. Yeah, but that, Some say. that doesn't mean that there there is zero classes being taught about world history. In high school. Well, no, there are. But my point is that if you're going to do world history, cover it all. And okay. It's I guess that's impossible to do. <laughs> yeah. So what is your point? But doesn't it bother you that there's <laughs> just there's so much history that happened that we never learn about. And like we don't we don't even know. Like there's how many kings have existed that we don't even fucking know who these guys are. OK. Yeah, sure. So you think that we should cover the entirety of world history yes. in, in, a high, in high school? Just in general. Okay, but that can be done in general if you if you like go to college and major in it. Yeah, but what if you don't? Then you don't learn it. I mean, you can I'm read about it on your own too. Isn't that that it doesn't kind of make you a little sad? Yeah, that what? That that the idea that there have been so many of these cultures and empires and kingdoms and sure. heroes and and villains and sex and all this stuff. Yeah. And we don't <laughs> we don't know anything about it. Well, that's not true. I mean, we, who what do you mean by we? I just feel like there has to be at least one nation that knows all of it. That no one knows anything about. I that no one even knows they existed. They were wiped out. We never found record of them. Does that make you a little sad? Yeah, a little bit. Are you talking about like like cultures and civilizations that are like lost in time because yeah. they never wrote anything down? Sure. Okay, yeah, that is sad. Well, not even the not even they wrote something down. We never even find them. Okay, sure. So that that possibility too, but yeah, that is sad. But what do you, what do you want me to do about it? I don't get what's your well, point. Well, I'm just I'm just you know. you're lamenting that. Okay, yeah, that is sad. Pat Dean's lament. But they're all yeah the Dean lament. But that's why there are archaeologists who are actively like searching constantly to to remedy this. So I looked up that Kellogg guy. <laughs> okay. So this is his from his Wikipedia entry. Okay. Uh, as leader of the anti-masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this is Kellogg? Yeah. They well they they both Sylvester Graham apparently is like the father Sylvester. of Sylvester American vegetarianism. Kind of interesting. But uh they both hated masturbation. Were they teetotalers too? They're teetotalers, right? Um Graham was. I don't know about this fuck, probably. Okay. But uh anyway, as the leader of the ma- anti masturbation movement, Kellogg 
promoted extreme measures to prevent masturbation. He circumcised himself at age 37. Oh. His methods for the rehabilitation of masturbators included measures up to the point of mutilation without anesthetic on both sexes. Jesus fucking Christ. He was an advocate of circumcising young boys to curb masturbation and applying car- carbolic acid to a young woman's clitoris. Whoa. Um, whoa. Whoa. Dude. <laughs> I did not know that yep. the guy. So cornflakes, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Cornflake himself. Yeah. Um, and like thousands of other delicious cereal brands. In females, the author has found the application of pure carbolic and oh. phenol to the clitoris an excellent means of allaying the abnormal excitement. He also recommended to prevent children from this quote solitary vice bandaging <laughs> or tying their hands. Covering their genitals with patented cages and electrical shock. In his Ladies' Guide in Health and Disease, he. A Ladies' Guide? A, yeah. a guide for the ladies. A guide. Ladies, haven't you always wanted a guide? <laughs> but this is for treating nymphomania. He recommended cool sits bats. I don't know what that is. Uh, the cool anima. A spare diet. The application of blisters and other irritants to the sensitive part of the sexual organs. And the removal of the clitoris. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, like female genital mutilation. I guess apparently he dropped his obsession with the evils of sex around 1920. Okay. So I guess he kind of, after a while, realized sex rules. Wait, afterwards he, he, wait, 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 he stopped being an anti-masturbator? Yeah, I guess. I mean, God. So I guess this other guy, the <laughs> Gra- fucking guy. M- Mr. Graham Cracker... His thing was adhering to certain diets would stop people from having like sexual thoughts and stop. Why did they hate this so much? I don't know. Hold on. We, okay, we can't go down. They this thought way. it caused blindness. Uh, well, right. he did. But apparently, okay. there was a quote: "Masturbation scare in antebellum America." <laughs> Wait, <laughs> antebellum? Like so before before the Civil War? Okay, no, no, no. Okay, don't answer that. We, we save it for like a Patreon. We should do a Patreon about this. Um, this is insane. Uh, I did. Fuck. I didn't know that. God, that's crazy. That's like what the fucking Taliban does. <laughs> yeah. OK. So. Um, OK, so this th- th- basically what happened is a Russia uh, comes too soon. OK, <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a revolution too soon. It um, happens <laughs> according to, to Orthodox Marxists. And then in the meantime, um, like everyone kind of after World War One. Uh, people thought that World War One was basically this catastrophe for for like capitalist imperialist powers. It was like it was a clear demonstration of like how the system wasn't working. You know, it led to the the deaths of millions. Uh, you know, billions and billions, billions and billions, and um, uh, like it descended even even the victors, even some of the victors into into like an economic crisis. Uh, that like you know they couldn't get out of for for several years. But Germany basically on on the road to nazism um that's no good yeah no it's really no good okay so right after the war in like the early 1920s uh after the example of the bolsheviks in russia a lot of like the leftists and communist movements in these countries were like getting kind of amped and they were like this is our moment like like yeah. <laughs> like now's my chance uh <laughs> now's my chance yeah and um i'm insane yeah and then they never get on that bus right like they're so close. There's so many like uh, like rebellions and all and almost revolutions that are like pretty handily put down. Uh, Dang. Yeah. And handily um, put down. 
sounds yeah. not good in this context. Yeah, no, like a lot of people were murdered. A lot of people were murdered. Huh. And you <laughs> um, think that's a good thing? or a bad No, thing? I think it's a bad thing. I mean, I'm a borderline communist, Pat. Borderline? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were in the DSA. Yeah, but they're not communist. What? Oh. They're socialist. I was about to say, what are they? Then I realized, oh, right. It's do you know the difference between socialist and communist? I do. But there's, okay. uh, I realize, oh, right, there's like, it's in the name. Yeah. Yeah, it's right in there. Yeah. It'd be the DCA, Democratic Communists of America. <laughs> do they exist? No, I don't think so. Maybe we can start it. Yeah, Sponsored sure. by Cuck Nation. <laughs> sponsored, yeah. Great. A communist party that's sponsored. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, a lot of people are trying to figure out, like, well, you know, this isn't what Marx predicted. And this guy Gramsci comes along, um, and he's been thinking about this for a while, right? <laughs> How many times? What? Do you think some shithead in some, you know, Marxist meeting or whatever, like, left angrily in a huff, mm-hmm. but not before screaming, this is what, this is not what Marx intended? <laughs> So many, I bet a ton. so many. Yeah, that's basically the history of the communist movement. Yeah, it's is, too bad. is factions doing that, being like this is not what Marx is Marx intended. And then what about they, ta- what about tankies? I mean, I don't. What do you make of them? They're like Stalinists, I think. Right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, I don't. See, I don't see how he could possibly be defended at this point. Okay, I mean, it, at the time, people were still defending him. This guy Gramsci sort of a little bit defended Stalin, um, but. He didn't really. He didn't. He didn't get to see because he didn't live this long. He didn't get to see how how much of a fucking psychopath sure. Stalin was. This was when Stalin was in his. Um, this was his cool phase. Yeah. I mean, not really. He was still. He was still a brutal fucking. It's when he was hosting um, <laughs> dictator, the fucking uh, Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> Who Stalin? Yeah. And so people were like, oh, he's okay, I guess. Then he yeah. came to power, and they were like, no idea you were like this. Yeah. <laughs> America's, no America's next top commissar. Um, so, uh, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, if you win, you have to manage a gulag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <coughs> um, we'll, get to, we'll get to Stalin in a bit. So real quick, just to get through some of these like more theoretical parts of his philosophy. Um, so he's writing a lot of these basically journal entries. He doesn't really write any like actual books on theories. He has just a lot of like what were called letters and like essays um, that have all since been compiled. But there's two parts. There's uh, pre-prison letters, and then there there's this gigantic book of like I think like uh, I think it's like thirty th- I think it's thirty thousand pages total. Uh, like all of his writing. Jeez. Yeah, it's like a ton because he had a lot of time on his hands. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> This one book is called uh, the. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. It's called the Prison Notebooks, um, and uh, he wrote that while he was in prison uh, for like the last, basically ha- not half, but like third of his life, um, and uh, that wasn't published until like the fifties. But anyway, in these works, he basically kind of like outlines a new version of Marxism and updated. He it's like Marxism two point oh. He he updates it for the twentieth century, and. Has sort of these, the, it's a special edition. It's like a special edition. No, 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 it's not even a special edition. I think it's like the next edition. Oh, okay. It's like updated. It's not like George Lucas where he like just added all kinds of weird CGI to it and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? No, he added he added some... Let some me ask something. Does Han shoot first? Um, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I fucking... I could not care less about... There's nothing I could care less about. I don't give a fuck. Then the debate about if Han shot first. Yeah, I don't care. 
Well, I, no, care. I think it means a lot in the, in the span of the story. I, uh, or sure. rather, for what it means in the story. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just saying. Do you, do you know why? Why? Because I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Who do you think shot first? Well, it was, it was Han, but then in the special editions, they they changed it so that it was um, the other guy. Greedo? Greedo, yeah. It's weird that I even know that. Yeah, why do, you, why do you know that? Because I just thought it was a funny name. Greedo? Greedo? Yeah. They have very strange names. Yeah. You know what the name of uh, the emperor is? Sheev Palpatine. Sheev? His first name is Sheev. S-H-E-E-V. <laughs> that it's, sucks. Yeah, it's never given in, 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 the, in the story, in the, in the uh, what do you call it? the um the movies, but in the expanded universe. Okay. <clears throat> like the novels and stuff. Well, so. do you watch um uh Succession? No. Okay, that show rules, by the way. Uh it's it on, does it? Yeah, it's on HBO. You should check it out. Um it's uh it's kind of like about the Murdochs or whatever. It's like a like about like how shitty billionaire rich people are. But one of the characters is this is this woman named Shiv. <laughs> I just think it's really cool. Shiv. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, anyway. It's me, Shiv. Yeah, it's Shiv. It's short for Siobhan, which is crazy too. But anyway. Um, okay, so Gramsci basically is he's writing all these fucking essays, uh, kind of updating Marxist theory, and he has like a few major points. Okay, uh, one of the things is he 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 critiques this idea of like economic determinism, which is a big thing in like Orthodox Marxism. That's the one that says like you know the communist revolution will happen inevitably, and it'll happen when the the capitalist system is so strained and unable to continue on and sustain itself, that it'll eventually collapse in a revolution. Um, and then the idea there is that, you know, it's supposed to happen inevitably or automatically. It's like a historical thing that we can't stop. Um, and then Gramsci basically, along with a, a couple other Marxists after World War One, noticing that A, Russia got there way too fast and they're a little suspicious of it, and B, uh, all of these like more advanced capitalist societies like the united states and england in particular are like Hello. they're like ready to pop okay oh, i'm about to pop yeah they, Hello. yeah oh i'm about to pop oh i need a revolution <laughs> oh i'm an edgelord i'm an edgelord for revolution i'm about to come any minute now call me a naughty boy um so <laughs> yeah that's not what an edgelord is yeah isn't it an edge lord. Oh no, that's right. An, an edge lord. Is, I forgot about that. A guy. I forgot. Yeah. Who is just constantly edging? I mean, that would be so funny if that was your identity. That was like an open mic comic. Oh just being god, just like that guy. About to come. Pete, he's such an edge lord. What do you mean? He's like always, always about, about to, come. to come. That is so funny. Um, I got yeah, I I knew that, but I got the terms that's confused. So, <laughs> I always kind of thought that's what it was, and like a year. Yeah, ago, I'm the one I who corrected you. Yeah, I had to look it up. Yeah. Anyway, edgelord. edgelord. <laughs> so these fucking barback edgelords. So they're just like edging so hard. This, they're edging. They're edging, edging so hard. Revolution. Yeah, they're so close to a communist uh, to a communist revolution. Okay, um, or that's that's at least like what what they think. Like the conditions are there. The workers are being super fucking exploited. The the, the you know the the rich fucks, the one percent, are getting richer and richer and richer. They're gaining control of more of the markets, more of uh more of the means of production, right? And the working class has, like, no power, right? So you would think that, like, they're, again, this society, these societies are edging so fucking hard. It's amazing that they haven't popped yet. Wow. Okay? Um, and so they're trying to figure out, well, why, haven't, why hasn't this happened? Why haven't 
<laughs> they popped yet. <laughs> Why do they keep edging? <laughs> Someone told me that they were like, a friend of ours told us that he was like super into edging, and I was like, oh man. Wait, oh fuck, who? I'll just I'll text it to you. Okay. Because um, yeah. You were gonna laugh. <laughs> okay. So hard. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to text me this. Okay, so, uh, basically the the uh, the, the capital system is basically like edging really hard. It's about to fucking nut and turn into a uh, a communist society, or at least the conditions are there, but it just keeps on not happening. Okay, and everyone's getting real frustrated about this. <laughs> okay, so the the problem for Marxism at this point in history is, uh, like, how do we account for this? How do we account for it? Like, Marx said that this should happen any minute now. Like, <laughs> basically, Marx said, we're almost there. We're almost there. Keep going. We're almost there. Don't stop. We're almost there. Nice. Um, but it, it keeps on not, not happening. So... Gramsci comes up with probably the best explanations for why, and they're kind of all related. So the first thing is this concept called um, cultural hegemony, okay? Uh, and this was sort of mentioned in, like, Marx and Engels' original writings, but basically cultural hegemony <laughs> is the idea that um, the capitalist system is is kept in place and supported by the ruling class, by the bourgeoisie, um, not only through actual, like, physical coercion and force, you know, through the military, the police, um, and, like, the enforcement of, uh, of laws and, like, property, property laws, basically. Um, and not only by this, like, leverage that they have economically over, over the working class of, like, you know, withholding wages if they don't work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but... Uh... <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> that guy... Isn't the edging? That <laughs> makes perfect sense, yeah. actually. Okay, <laughs> okay. So we oh, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> we just have him on the show. Um, that of course he's into edging. Yeah. Ugh, makes perfect right, sense. Keep going. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> okay. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but so, remember, if you pay us five dollars a month, you can get even more cool inside info. Yeah, uh, yeah. That'll be if you if you up it to twenty bucks a month. Well. Uh, We'll add that that nugget in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should be. I should go in and work on the tiers and actually build them out to be like, here's what you learned. Here's what you learned. <laughs> yeah. If you give us five dollars a month, here's what you get. Yeah. You get these episodes, and also, if you want a Milky Way Midnight, come to my apartment, and I'll give you one. Okay, free Mil- Milky Way Midnight. Yes. You have to come to Austin. No, we we will not cover your travel expenses. No, if you no, don't no. Live in Austin. But yeah. I will walk with you to the RBM Food Mart. I will purchase you a uh, Milky Way Midnight. I will give it to you. I'll probably get one for myself. We'll chew them together in dead silence. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk. Yeah, this. and then I'm going home, and you can't come into my house. Okay. You have to go immediately home. <laughs> yeah, you can't stay in Austin either. <laughs> um, okay. So cultural hegemony basically is this idea that um, there's the, this, this like physical enforcement of the capitalist system, but then there's also this other way more insidious version uh, that keeps people in place and keeps people kind of like convinced that they're part of this community right right um and it's it's basically that's what the cultural hegemony is it's it's the use of ideology basically of like shared cultural values of um shared like cultural institutions um things like you know religion uh philosophy folklore oh that's what we do yeah folklore media um entertainment art uh all of these things are contribute to making people think that this type of society, a capitalist society, is 
uh, is good. It is normal. Um, and that, you know, if you work hard, uh, you know, you'll advance like that kind of shit. Well, that's a nice right? message. It, it's a nice message, but it's a lie. Oh, it's a fucking lie. Right. Like most of these laborers, right, who like uh, skilled or unskilled for the most part will never get to a level of wealth that people who control the means of production do. The thing that right. the thing that's so bad, <clears throat> here's how bad capitalism is. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ had a job. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Son right. Of God. Well, so technically, capitalism doesn't exist yet, but still, yeah, you're right. And then also, Jesus was basically a communist. Um, sure, but like not a Marxist though, for sure. <laughs> oh man, Marxist for Christ. That's the next big thing. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. And there are kind of there's some like aspects of it. I mean, I think you could. I think you could be a religious and a Marxist at the same time. Maybe we should. Maybe we should do like a door to door thing. Yeah, sure. We Where should. I'll be like, do you want to be Catholic? And they're like, no. And then you'll be like, you want to be a Marxist? And they'll be like, yes. Yeah. And then if they go, no, then we'll just confiscate their property. <laughs> <laughs> we, just rob, we just rob them. All right. Well, you know what? The TV I see in there, it's mine now. <laughs> yeah. It's ours. <laughs> it's all of ours. But I need it now. Yeah. Um, but uh, you have to go to my house to watch it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, so there's there's that idea, cultural hegemony. It's basically this way of controlling people through propaganda, through share, through manufactured values. This the whole thing about when we first talked about Marx in the third episode, right? Way back way when. Way back when we were so much younger and so much wiser. So much younger. Somehow we've gotten dumber. Yeah, we've gotten dumber. For I think that's probably true. Um, but uh, I mentioned that like you know the, that whole mentality that's going on right now too. Especially, and you see it a lot more in election season. Uh, the idea of you know you have to pull yourself up from your bootstraps right and that you know nothing you, there's no such thing as a free lunch yeah um like that kind of thing like you have to work hard to to get what you want right but how do you say that to all these people who have been working their entire lives and they don't they don't get anything i guess i say you should have bought boots stupid <laughs> they do have boots oh. they well, fucking then... bought boots at their own expense to work in these fucking factories well then strap up you fucking idiots okay like, am, I, am i wrong i mean yeah you are <laughs> In my opinion, and you, and you are being so fucking disingenuous because I know you're joking, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Worst Trump supporter. What? Um, <laughs> um, I'm not a Trump supporter. I am a cool. I'm a cool supporter. Okay, so this kind of comes in line with like I mentioned that difference between, um, you know, physical coercion. And this kind of like ideological coercion, okay. which is part of like the cultural hegemony aspect of it. So uh, Gramsci was basically the first one to really like uh, outline this and identify it and like uh, map it out and like showing you like, w you know, how this exactly works. And he does it especially with Italy. Like he kind of shows how like the Catholic Church is this tool of... Um, of of cultural hegemony that is co-opted by the ruling class to keep people in line, right? Like, you know, uh, and that's where you really see how religion is, like, exploited as a, you know, an opiate for the masses, right? Okay. Which Karl, which Karl Marx says. Um, and then the other thing that he mentions is basically this, this distinction between uh, uh, political and civil society. So political society is, like, that's what's reinforced by... Uh, like, you know, the courts, the police, the military, uh, the government, the bureaucracy. Like, this is what actually is, like, forces you to do shit, right? Like, this is what forces you to pay fines if you commit a crime. This is yeah. what 
forces you to, you know, um, like sign con- sign employment contracts or whatever. Uh, this is what prevents you from exercising your rights to, you know, agitate and and uh, you know protest uh, like unjust laws and shit like that. <clears throat> but then there's also civil society, which is like you know the education system, which teaches kids that like you have to work hard and uh, um, you know that eventually you'll get somewhere as long as you trust the system. They say work smart, not hard. Yeah, so I would agree with that. It's better to work smart than hard. You don't have to work hard. No one should. No one should ever really have to work hard. I don't think anyone should have to do anything. So that's kind of a little bit what Marxists believe in in the long run. Like that's the end game. Is we sh- capitalism makes us work, uh, and working fucking sucks. <laughs> and it's like people kind of try to justify capitalism and uh, and you know this this value of working hard. Uh, as if it's like, you know, it, uh, I don't know, but people defend it in different ways, but one of the big ones is like, you know, it, it adds character or it helps develop your character. Yeah, we've, that's you know? always been a thing or, that I feel like uh, we've just been tricked into. Yeah, so so you're kind of a Marxist already because, like, you don't need to... I don't I'm think a Marxist in waiting. Yeah, you don't need to work hard. Yeah, you're a Marxist in waiting. You're like a maiden. A maiden for Marx. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hi, my name's Pat Dean. I'm a Marx maiden. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you shouldn't have to... Working hard doesn't. I don't think it it helps build character. It, if anything, it it stunts your character. It prevents you from really developing yourself and your goals and doing what you want to do in your life because you have to fucking spend the majority of your day doing this fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I know like you 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 kind of have a somewhat of a s- different situation because you run the Velveeta Room, which is pretty cool. Like yes, and you find that pretty you know fulfilling for the most part. It's fine. <laughs> See, so even you're even you're kind of like it kind of sucks because <laughs> like I mean you get to like book book shows and you like you know contribute to like a really great show, right? Uh, you're like in the comedy industry or whatever, but then like you also have to fucking like close out at the end of the night. You have to fucking, you know, run this bar. You have to deal with drunk pieces of shit. Yeah. You know? Named Ben. Yeah. <laughs> like me. <laughs> I just always show up drunk. And make Let me get a <laughs> shot of... Uh, a shot of what? Oh, Sex on the beach. <laughs> Sex on the beach! It's like that old uh, uh, kids in the hall about the guy who becomes addicted to, uh, like, girly drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me a buttery nipple. Um, you know what I do, Ben? Anytime yeah. someone goes, I'd like a girly drink, I look at them and I go, here you go. And I give him a shot of whiskey. And I go, uh, women can drink whiskey, fella. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, touche. And he kind of like lifts the shot to me. I kind of like give him a salute. We both learn something. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so you learned that. But here, can you try to learn this for a second? I'm I almost fucking, done. I fucking suck, dude. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, you you have someone you take seriously? Well, I have a glib comment for it. <laughs> it's the entire history of this podcast. I know. It's okay. It's fine. I, I'm over it. Um, <laughs> I'll fucking shoot myself in the fucking parking lot. Um, I hope not. So, no, I'm, I won't. Um, okay, Ooh, so. Ooh, daddy, I hope not. That's cultural hegemony. <laughs> and then there's this, finally there's this thing. So, and then there's political versus civil society. So there's, uh, yeah, there's like, you know, people that enforce the law, you know, violently. And then there's this whole system that enforces the law, enforces the system, uh, and upholds the ideology in a very insidious way, right? 
and you see it over and over again in like in media, movies, TV shows, entertainment, uh, also in education, also in like shared cultural values, in religion, in uh, fucking how people relate to one another. Okay, and these two aspects, political and civil society, they're what's called the superstructure. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So he comes up what? with this. Yeah. He 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 doesn't invent this, but he kind of uh, he uh, what's it called? Oh, I want to go to the superstructure. He, yeah, well, he kind of builds up this theory a little more. He adds he adds more shit to it. There's this theory in Marxism called the base and the superstructure. So there's the base, which is just the economic relations between us, right? It's like our economic roles as like employees, as like uh, you know paying this amount for this sort of commodity, uh, like th- this sort of like relations of exchange, right? Yes, that we do just throughout our entire lives, right? How we deal with with the physical world, with products, commodities, and how we consume them in order to live however we live, right? Um, and that includes not just like essentials, like, or, you know, necessary things like food and shelter and medicine and stuff, but like, you know, we also consume luxury items and entertainment and all this shit. But all this is part of the base, and this is what the capitalist system really is. This is the, like the underbelly. This is like the shit, Okay. Um, but to keep that shit going, right, to keep this system going where we have to exchange money for all this stuff and in order to have money, we have to work and blah, blah, blah. And so we're selling our own labor and that's its own commodity in itself and blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, this is, this is basically, it's lawless. It's lawless and chaotic because it's run by the market, right? It's lawless and clawless. It's not clawless. Well, I'm talking about white claw. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Now, Ben, what they say that there are no laws when you're drinking claws. What do you think Marx would say to that? He says your he would say your mind has been poisoned, like irreparably and irredeemably poisoned by the by the capitalist system. OK, and this is actually that's actually pretty important. Uh, you are why uh, there won't be a revolution uh, because you are holding back. <laughs> the barbacks, the proletariat, from attaining their own class consciousness. But have it's you, not you. It's not your fault. But have you <laughs> talked to him about how few carbs and calories they have? Okay, and then Marx and Gramsci would just start crying because it's like he, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even get it. He's You're so I fucking feel, I deluded. Feel, I feel bad for Karl Marx. Okay, well, he feels bad for you. He's dead, and he feels bad for you. <laughs> he feels bad for all of us. Probably. I think he f- probably feels the worst for this country. <laughs> like we're doomed. This country fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. What's the solution? Um, armed revolution. Oh, okay. We have Beyond to fucking that. kill rich people. Okay, but what's like the reasonable solution? Uh, that's it. Cause nothing else will oh, work. Man. Nothing else will get us there. Now I gotta go learn how to use a gun. Yeah, we have to kill rich people. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Ben Sholock is telling you to murder your rich neighbor. Yeah. If you have a rich neighbor, um. Kill, kill them. And if you're their rich, entire family, what if they're rich themselves, if they are rich, um, give us five dollars. Give month, us five dollars. Set it on auto pay, and then kill yourself. And then <laughs> no, no, don't kill yourself. No, don't. If you if you are aware enough that I'm a little confused now. If you're aware enough that you're part of the problem, if you're rich, what you do is you use your money to fund the revolution. But first, before you do that, you subtract five dollars from that. Five dollars a month. Then. And you send it to us. What does it get them though? <laughs> they get four. Bonus episodes a month. Piping hot. Piping hot. Where you teach me something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something something important. 
Sure. <laughs> like the anti-masturbation movement. I will honestly probably do an episode about that. I mean, yeah, that I sounds... think we have to. <laughs> what the fuck was that guy's problem? <laughs> I have no. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that... you didn't know that. that. Yeah, that's like a thing. Well, I knew that he was part of... I knew that the Kellogg guy, and I, I didn't know about the Graham guy, the Graham Cracker guy, but I knew that they were part of this like sort of like clean, clean living, uh, like... Uh, what's it called? Like no masturbation kind of thing. I bet. I didn't know he was cutting people's clitorises off. Well, I don't think he was actively doing that. I think he was saying you should do that. Yeah, he was just advocating for it, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. you know that's cool. Well, you know, <laughs> you okay. know, it's like um, there are some people, Ben, who live free, and some people eat graham crackers and stop jacking off. Okay, that's not. That's not the big problem. I here. bet those guys' prostates are were in such terrible shape. Those guys? Yeah. If you don't J-O, your oh, pee is state true? is deft. Yeah, you know about that? It's healthy. You're like supposed... I know this is going to sound insane to a Catholic boy such as yourself, but you're <laughs> supposed to jack off. Yeah, I mean... Like, if you don't, it's bad for you. I'm the healthiest man alive. Well, yeah, that's why I'm shocked to have diabetes. <laughs> Like, but I've been J-O-ing so much. I think we had, the, there wasn't, I don't, we didn't do a land about this yet, but I kind of want to do it. Is that, um, Or maybe someone did, but uh, like if, <laughs> if like the CIA comes to you one day and they're like, I think I did this like before we started land It was just like a random hypothetical. We were just hanging out, yeah. Yeah. If the CIA comes to you, right, and they go, okay, look, we, we've been doing a lot of research and we've figured this out. <laughs> it turns out that every time you masturbate, there, there is a terrorist attack on the United States. Oh yes, <laughs> like and like several people die. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so would you stop? Would you stop? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I'd live in agony. My <laughs> life would be absolute agony because I'd sit there. I'd try, but you think you'd eventually people. There's so, so many people would die. You'd have a lot of blood and uh, semen on my hands. Because yeah. <laughs> that's impossible. Like, you can't do that. I mean, there, I'm sure people could, but I can't. I'm weak. Yeah, I think some people... <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think there are some people who don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure that's more common in women than in men. No, I don't think so. What? That people... I think... I mean, I like, women do masturbate, but I don't think they do it as often as men well, here's do. Here's the deal. Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure men masturbate way more. I know, but I... <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. That It's also anecdotal. Like Look, I, all I know is I'm that... judging based on me. Over the past, I want to say, 10 years, I've <coughs> been noticing a, a common theme. What? These broads love it. Yeah, they do love it, for sure. They love J-O-ing. So ma- they start way younger than we do. Well, there's... The- there's, it's that's wild. True. It's a, it's it's crazy. I guess we're playing catch up or something. I mean, yeah. This, so the in, I had no idea. Then like I started talking to these wackos we do stand up comedy with, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, I was you know <laughs> women. I was flicking the bean when I was like nine. And you're like, whoa, that's crazy. I mean, I was kind of I, I started around ten, eleven, maybe. Yeah, but that's later than nine. Yeah, but by one year. Probably, but you wait, wait, hold on. You were doing that when you were eleven. Yeah, remember that's the when I um. Oh, you and your pal. Friend, yeah, with my pal your who taught me how to, yeah, how to make a fucking uh, <laughs> DIY flashlight. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, you. Yeah, that was quite a reveal. It was revolutionary. That was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. I will say that it does change. It changed everything. everything. <laughs> about your life. It changed my entire life. Think about how much it changed your I life. I could have been the chief justice by now. Ben, I mean. 
how many times have you factored that into your schedule when you're like, okay, I got to be here by seven o'clock. So that means I got to be, you know, jail and by, you know, six fifteen yeah. the latest. Like, like you, you make it a part of your, it's just a part of yeah, your Yeah. I got to think ahead. To you don't think, even think, yeah. yeah. It's just a thing that you do. You either don't think about it at all or you like structure your life around it. Okay, so speaking of structures, so the superstructure. Oh yeah, <laughs> is just to get back to this. We can talk about masturbation again in a second, but I just gotta finish okay, this. Good. Okay, so the superstructure—that's where you see government. That's where you see the court. That's where you see uh, like Movement. enforcement laws uh, or enforcement arms, like uh, like you know the police and the military. And then that's also where you see civil society, which is like ideology, ideology and 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 political governance or political society, right? Like the surface level laws of what you are and aren't allowed to do, uh, what is and is not important, what you should and should not value, um, things like that. That is part of the superstructure, and that is a product of the base. And the base basically is just, uh, obviously, since it wants to sustain itself, right? Capitalism wants to keep on going. Yeah. Uh, it kind of pushes out the superstructure. Right. It, it the, the, the super or rather the superstructure emerges from the base as a way to control individuals, people um, in a way that is a little more overt and, uh, you know, keeps them in line and helps them ignore the fundamental and ingrained injustice of how the base is set up, like yes. the economic relationships that we have to fucking be a part of. Capitalism doesn't want us to know about it. They, don't, they don't, definitely don't want the proletariat to know about it, because if they know about it, that's how they gain class consciousness. And that's the and last thing. If you don't thing. know, now you know. If you don't know, now you know, beep. Uh, and so the, uh, <laughs> you know, get it? Yeah. Um, the, the, the rich fucks, bar owners, <laughs> they don't want the barbacks to realize that they're being fucked. Because if the barbacks realize they're being fucked, they're going to stop working and they're going to take over the bar and they're going to fucking kill the bar owners. And also the bar owners don't get to be rich bar owners anymore. Okay. So it's imperative for the ruling class, for the bourgeoisie to make sure that the proletariat never, never achieves class consciousness. And they're doing a great job of that. Oh, so okay. Far. Well, that's good. <laughs> but no, that's not good. Oh, I mean, on. in my opinion, <laughs> it's really not good. Okay. Because it keeps us fucking, Ordering Amazon, even though we know that the f those fucking Amazon fulfillment centers are like borderline gulags. There, it is insane what's happening with Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had no idea about any of this until like a year ago. And that it's guy like, makes something like $3,000 a second. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff kisses. Hold on. Okay, so he just got $15,000. Yeah, he just made $15,000. Hold on, get, get one more sec. All right, so he he got my salary. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, and he he's made our salary a hundredfold put together over the course of this podcast. Hmm. Um, this guy sounds pretty rad. I mean, is it is he? Does that sound? I mean, like that sucks. He doesn't. Does he need that all of that money? <laughs> he doesn't need all of that money. And then there are people who well, maybe, like well, maybe he don't has... get bathroom breaks at those fulfillment centers and have to take a shit on the floor. But think about this. If he didn't have that money, how would he buy like a house? If how he would he buy, you know, 
a mansion. He doesn't need a mansion. But what if, he doesn't deserve a mansion. But what if he was sitting around and he was like, you know what I would really like today? A mansion. And okay. he's like, fuck, that costs money. Wait a minute. Yeah, so wait, what's your point? Um well, I guess I don't really have one. Yeah, I mean like if he if he didn't have the money, then he doesn't get a fucking mansion. But well, like look, so what? I'm just I don't saying care. that you know, Je- the Jeff Bezos of the world, I'm on your side. Okay, so you're a fucking bootlicking shill. Yes. Okay. And I'm trying to get some money from you. All right. Well, so we can crush the bends of the world. They're already doing that. You know what I mean by they're that? They're grinding us down to a powder. Yeah. Pad. Powdered Ben. <laughs> they're doing it to you too. You're powder pat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Are you saying last... that because I look like a fat powder? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's Michael type with a gland disorder. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, uh, just that's basically his main philosophy. Is is, is how uh, the main point is that capitalism manufactures culture uh, as a tool to keep people <laughs> enslaved in the system, um, and uh, the solution to that is uh, coming up with some sort of education system to inform the working class and get intellectuals from that fucking class so they're aware of what's going on and can enlighten the rest of the of the proletariat population into class consciousness. And then once we get class con- class consciousness, we can kill all these fucking Jeff kisses of the world. Nice. Um and then that's it. And so just the last part of his life, he wrote all of this in these in this gigantic volume called The Prison Notebooks, which he wrote over the course of 11 years uh in prison because <laughs> he was uh as he was the head of the Communist Party of Italy in the, like the mid 1920s. And Mussolini took power in 1922. Uh, Mussolini. Mussolini uh, was a, a fascisti, which uh, they do not like a communisti. Uh, so he. And, but they love antipast. Oh, <laughs> antipasti? Yeah. Yeah, they call it antipast. It's like the is that like the Italian version of Antifa? <laughs> antipasta. Yeah, that is the Italian version. Of yeah, it's Italian. <laughs> it's Italian for Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> delicious delicious resistance um the revolution will not have red sauce okay uh and so i just want to read this one quote real quick uh about this guy so this guy was put in <laughs> in prison for over 11 years he already had fucking medical problems the entire time dang um and they treated him like shit they probably tortured him and beat him and shit um his health deteriorated deteriorated there's this quote uh, his teeth fell out, his digestive system collapsed so that he could not eat solid food. He had convulsions when he vomited blood and suffered headaches so violent that he beat his head against the walls of his cell. Whoa. Um, and th- meanwhile, he's writing all these books about, like, or all these essays about cultural hegemony and the base and superstructure and class consciousness and all that shit. And then um, <clears throat> uh, lastly, when he was fucking actually imprisoned, like at his trial, uh, where's this fucking quote? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, at his trial, Gramsci's prosecutor stated, for 20 years we must stop this brain from functioning uh, because he was basically very effectively uh, advocating for a communist revolution. And Mussolini was pretty scared that he was going to basically lead the, the Italian Communist Party into another into a revolution similar to what Russia had done. And so he nipped that in the bud by imprisoning this dude and basically murdering him through torture and deprivation. 
Wow. Yeah. And then he died of, oh, yeah, and he died of, hold on, like the coroner report or whatever was, uh, a combination of arterial sclerosis, pulmonary tuberculosis, high blood pressure, angina, gout, and acute gastric disorders. Well, He was just, like, sick as fuck. Dang. <laughs> just sick in prison. Just yeah. an imprisoned sick man. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. I thought he was kind of a hero. I like this dude. And he looks like me. He does look a lot like you, so part of me it's kind of like... This guy's okay. But then, like, part of me, it's like, ah, oh, this guy fucking sucks. Why does he suck? You don't just, like him? No, it's just because, you, you know, it's just the feeling I have with you sometimes. <laughs> okay. I mean, this guy's okay. Then what about his ideas? Fucking, his ideas are fine. You can't even give me a little bit. What do you, Can you give me a little bit of what you think? Like, do you agree with some of it? <laughs> then don't be fucking cheeky. I'm not. What am I being ch- cheeky? <laughs> You're always being cheeky. Well, I like the sardine part. Oh, you, you fuck. You motherfucker. What? Be honest. What do you think? I think he's such a dick. No, I'm saying <laughs> I like you know. I like the I, I like some of the ideas, and I think that like what? Um, I thought it was pretty cool when he was talking about the rich fucks. Can you? you okay, okay. Uh, never mind. I'll, I'll I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna get. But, but let's get back to the sardine part. Uh, no, just kidding. Well, actually, no. Let's go back to the masturbation part. Uh, the anti-masturbation. Oh, movement. yeah, oh. those guys. Uh, well, maybe we'll do a Patreon about okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll see. Sure. Though I'm sure that's probably the most interesting part of their lives is that they were strident anti-masturbators. <laughs> strident. Strident. <laughs> zealous. Hi, I'm an overzealous <laughs> anti-masturbator. Anti-masturbation zealot. Yeah, you know what? Because we could do a whole one because we could do one about them and we can add in the whole no fap thing. The new movement. Not the new movement theater, of course. <laughs> uh, but and it's, a, not, it's very emphatically though from what pro-fap. Under, though from what I understand, yeah, they're yeah. really pro-fapping. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we'll do a whole anti-masturbation episode. Okay, sure. And if that doesn't get people to listen. <laughs> In a very special I Learned Nothing. In a very nothing. special I Learned Nothing. <laughs> maybe it's time you and I decide to just stop doing that. What, no fap? Should we go no fap? Should we? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there just doesn't seem to be any real benefit. No, but what about their prostates? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was probably going to get ass cancer anyway. <laughs> ass cancer. Yeah, I'm going to get... A- hey, my name's Pat, and I have ass cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I should have masturbated more. Um, I don't know. We can try doing... <laughs> you can try no fat. That well, My favorite fucking quote from the... Uh, from the uh, What's it called? Oh, what's the name of the episode? The wager or something from the from the Seinfeld. The wage. Oh, the the contest. The contest. Yeah. Uh, when Elaine wants to get in on on <laughs> on the no fab challenge. Yeah, they get mad at her. Yeah, and she's like, uh, uh, "What is it? Oh yeah, someone says like oh, it's like shaving or something." And then Elaine is like, "Oh come on, that's bullshit. Women shave their legs." And then <laughs> Kramer's yeah. like, "Not every day." Not, yeah, and he's like, he "Has food in his mouth," yeah. but he said, "Not every day." <laughs> he said that so quickly. So quickly. He had that in the chamber and <laughs> with such confidence. Yeah. Seinfeld, pretty good TV show. Pretty good TV show. What's your favorite Seinfeld episode, or your favorite Seinfeld moment? Um, I think I think it's appropriate for the episode. It's the moment when uh, the episode where Elaine is dating a communist. I, was, I knew you were going to say yeah, that. And yeah. she comes in and she's so fucking pleased with herself. Yeah, she thinks it's very cool. Yeah, and she's like looking around. And she's like, "Well, I'm dating a communist." And <laughs> she's like, "Got this fucking grin." Yeah. <laughs> and then when, when he tells her she's a communist, she's kind of like, "Oh, yeah." Sort she, of it's like, like it's hot. Yeah, you know? very strange. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Seinfeld joke, 
be communist, guys. It's 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 so in right now. It's very chic. It's very chic. Yeah, yeah. it's very iron chic to do that. But I <laughs> I think my favorite one. I think we've talked about this moment on this this very same podcast, sure. Tyler Nothing. Um, that my favorite joke. It doesn't get a big laugh, but it's when they're doing the um their TV show, and George gets a mark on his face. And he's convinced that it's like something bad, like lupus. And he's talking to his psychiatrist, and he's like, "I I know God would do this. I know He would never let me be successful. He would kill oh. me before I'm successful." And then she goes, "Well, I thought you said you don't believe in God." And he goes, "Well, yeah, I do for the bad things." And it was just the funniest, that's, most Catholic slash Jewish thing I've ever heard. That's exactly so. That's, that's you. Exactly my theological philosophy. Yeah, they yeah. summed up you. Yeah, it's yeah. God only. <laughs> Exists to, to torture to, to, Ben, to torment me. Benjamin Copel Cholak. Yeah, because I did something wrong. Apparently, at some point, ben, I don't know what it was. Benjamin C. Cholak with a C. C. stands for Copel. <laughs> yeah, Kohola. Copel. Strange. I gotta ask my dad about that. I don't Kobol? remember exactly where it comes from. I I think he said at some point that it's my grand no my great grandfather's name. What if it's like a what if it's like a tragic tale? I mean, that'd be kind of tight. Yeah. I mean, it would suck for. The people, of course. The people but, involved, yeah. but... Well, my middle name is John, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, got a lot of history. John the Baptist. Is that what it's from? Is that John? No. Like, which John? Probably my dad. Okay. Well, because he's John Patrick Dean. I'm Patrick John Dean. That's so stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. It's cool. Two cool guys. And when, when I was like a young... When I was a, <laughs> when I was a little boy. Yeah, I was a little boy. It's John Patrick Dean and then yeah, you're Patrick, Patrick John, John Dean. Dean. Yeah, and then... <laughs> but that's also that's also my grand, my grandfather's... Uh, his father's name was Patrick John Dean, too. So it's like... Um, but it's basically... You guys run out of ideas? Like, what? <laughs> come on. Ben, have you met Irish people? Yes. We've run out of <laughs> was names. Was your great-grandfather so John now, Patrick? So now, here's how fucking... <laughs> Here, no way. What is, is, is your is your great grandfather John Patrick? Is My it John? So it's John Patrick, Patrick John, John Patrick. I Patrick think his John. name is John Patrick, I, I, or Patrick John. I could be mistaken about that. But um, if you have kids, what are you going to name? If you have a son, what are you going to name him? I don't know, Sparky. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's cool. I've always I've always Sparky enjoyed Dean? I've What's always enjoyed the name uh, Henry because I can call him Hank. Sparky Hank Dean. Well, no, I wouldn't actually call him Sparky. That would be. Oh. What if, okay, so wait. So what's the first and first and middle name? Um, I don't know. I'd have to give it great thought. I think I'd have, I'd do that thing that uh, y'all do, where I just have like someone's name and then like thirteen middle names, so I just don't offend anyone. <laughs> and then last name. Wait, y'all. Oh, okay, y'all. Because <laughs> there's like ten people who'd be like mad at me. I think. Oh really? Is, really? Well, like I don't know. So someone in your family disappointed. Probably disappointed, not mad. What a how presumptuous! What? Just they're like, you better name your kid after me, or I'm gonna. Well, be I every time someone has a kid, they don't name it after me. A part of me dies inside. Are you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I never, and that part of me then never grows back. So <laughs> I I've become a shell of a man because these guys keep having kids and not. I'm. It's like it's like they're not even thinking about me. Yeah, they're probably not. Well, what the fuck? Because they just had a fucking kid. I thought we were friends. Like who? When's the last time that happened? Um, and name names. <laughs> let me think. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Look, my point is that I like the name Henry and... Hank Sparky Dean. Hank is a good name. Um, I like the name Francis. Hank and Frank? 
Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> Hank and Frank Dean. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty. I kind of like that, actually. I've always liked the name Isabel. Okay, that's sweet. Or maybe I'd name... Hank, Frank, and Izzy. Yeah. Or maybe, like, um, what's a cool name for a lady? Um, what if I named her after, like, Russian royalty? Yeah, sure. Like I mean, Anastasia. Okay, that'd be kind of nuts. <laughs> you named someone Svetlana. <laughs> Svetlana Dean. Yeah. Kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be tight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, but anyway, to answer your question, yes, the Irish have run out of names. <laughs> to the point where now, like, the thing is to give your, I guess, over in Irlandes, as you would call it, uh, over there, they, oh, okay. I guess, <laughs> I guess they, uh, now the the big move is to like give them like really traditional Irish names, so like there are some people oh, who still okay. have Liam, but then there's some people whose names are just like it, completely it's, it's, impronounceable. It, it's an alphabet soup. That's what it is. It's just yeah. random letters put together with dumb things written over. We them. talked about this. The fucking uh, the way the Irish like alphabet works or whatever. I know it's like the it's like the Latin alphabet. Sure, technically, but it's like I, I read somewhere that like an, an M and an H together is a V or something. Oh, I, I, like, how I does that no fuck? What, like, what? I don't know. What do you mean? Language is so infuriating because stuff like that happens and you go like, what? And like, the, and like there's no there's no like logic behind language most sometimes. Sometimes there is if it's like it's Latin. There's, and there's, there's logic like behind endings. it, but it's but it's broken. But the problem is that if every language is broken in a different way. Sure. But the problem <laughs> is even with the logical ones like like with Latin, I feel like it's kind of just fill in the blank on a lot of the stuff. But then it's like, oh, except th- it's like, oh, well, that's incorrect. Why? Well, you know, there's like a um, an exception to the rule. Yeah, there's thousands like, of exceptions. And you're like, well, how many are there? Yeah. A lot. This is like this rigorous, uh, like, basically spreadsheet. Yeah. Of Do like any of them make sense? Nope. All of these verbs, and it's like, okay, cool. So I can use that in a sentence to mean this, and they're like, well, no, actually, no. you can't do that because there's a. Do you see the thousands of asterisks Man, next to all of these words? People say that English is like really hard to learn, but I was speaking pretty fluently when I was like six, so I feel like it's not. Yeah, I know, but we covered this in the Chomsky episode. Sure. There's there's a reason why. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm I'm a pretty you know. Yeah, you're a cool guy. Yeah. You're, Dexterous linguist? Yes. Yeah. Hi, my name is Dexterous. My last name is Linguist. How the hell are you? Dexterous linguist. Well, I guess we have uh, really we've made some headway. I think we've really changed some minds today. I I, I don't know. I I never know. I think the people now who are now the the, the true nothing heads who are listening uh, are are acolytes. Acolytes for the wisdom boys. Yeah. The wisdom heads. We call these guys with a Z. Uh, I feel like uh, wait, where in, in wisdom or in heads? H e a d z, wisdom okay. heads. Okay, but uh, I, I kind of like putting it in the first part too. W i z d o m h e a d z, wisdom heads. <laughs> so stupid. Um, yeah, I think we've changed some of their minds. I feel like I maybe... think some of them are, are, are on board. You know, I have a question. How about this? Join the communist party, Friends. folks. Well, don't. Well, I, I don't know about that. I haven't really vetted them yet. But how about this? Um, right, but you just. Uh... Just signed right up for the fucking Knights of Columbus. Which well, is, because I don't know, it seemed like the right thing to do. Beat Wait, black people in Boston. Okay. Where were you <laughs> when, the, the when these riot. guys, when these fucking guys are talking to me? Who the fuck? Oh, I don't the know. The Knights of Columbus, Ben. <laughs> Why don't you tell me when they're coming over? We're sponsored now. We're sponsored by the Jehovah's Witnesses. You think your dad has a problem with cursing? That's even worse. These guys are really mad at us. 
Like, they have, like, changes we have to make. It's a whole thing. But, folks, here's the question I have for you. Not a lot of celebrate birthdays? No. Uh, (laughs) Here's the thing that I have. The question that I have for for our eager beaver listeners is, has there been a topic that Ben has changed your mind about? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, sure. Has there been someone who you've thought, oh, this person's a piece of garbage, and then they hear, you know, uh, Ben's bla- ben- Benny's blatherings, and then they went, oh, you know what? This guy's okay. Which or is, vice which is versa. Meander- it is blatherings. Or <laughs> did you like someone until you heard about him on the show? Did we ruin a, a, a philosopher? Heidegger. <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, so so let us know. That guy's a Nazi piece of shit. In the comments. Yeah. But there are no comments. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I guess you, you can, can leave a us. review. Leave it as a review, a five star review. Yeah, or you could tweet at us. Yeah, getting a lot of tweets lately. Yeah, we've been tweeting a lot. Yeah. We've been getting yes, we've been getting tweets a lot, and then, uh, yeah, get at us on social media. Also, We're if, on you, there. if you have a subject you want us to cover on our Patreon, shoot us a message. Uh, this this fucking guy, Matty Bones, he asked us to talk about uh, Charles. What was that guy? Charles, Charles the second. second. Yeah, and I discussed him with uh, walking. Used matchstick, John Raven. <laughs> so check that out. That was a lot of fun to do. So sometimes we take your uh, suggestions. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like a used matchstick. Yeah, my favorite roast joke <laughs> they ever did about John Raven is that he looks like someone Tom Waits would write a song about, <laughs> which I, I greatly enjoyed. But uh, yeah, so folks, uh, we do appreciate you listening. Uh, write a five star review. Uh, you can write. Uh, eat eat book, your vegetables. Eat, eat book. Eat veggies. Um, it's just diabetes. You just put diabetes, in or there. just write the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> okay, yeah, or you can write the Knights of Columbus. I'm be interested to, to see how many of you guys are into that. Uh, so go ahead and uh, do that. Tell a friend. As always, keep on thinking hard. The truth sucks. The sea is a bastard. And if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. And here is Return of the Mac. <laughs>